we are constantly going from hack to hack to hack to hack, looking for the next hack, looking for the next. You don't need another hack. Stop looking for another hack. You have everything you need right here, right now. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 130 of the Biohacker Babes podcast. I'm Renee and I'm joined by my sister Lauren here today. Hello, everybody. Woo-woo. We have a guest for you today. We have Joel Evan coming on. Oh man, I just love this episode. We even chatted a lot like before we hit record after we stopped recording. He is doing amazing things and we can't wait to share all of this incredible information and wisdom with you today. Uh, We get into a lot about mindset, chronic pain, autoimmune conditions, creating healthy habits in the new year, and a lot about weight loss. He's really a weight loss expert, but I appreciate that his approach to weight loss is always looking at the root cause. So, you know, a lot of people think of weight loss and what do they think? Uh, Calories in, calories out. I focus on my diet and nutrition and exercise, and that's the equation I got to do. But he really gets into many of the other hidden root causes of why people can't lose weight. And he has a great program. Um, Like I said, he's doing awesome things and definitely check out his Instagram page. It's always entertaining and educational. Love it so much. Mm -hmm. He's so much fun. Great, great energy. And yeah, I think this is just such a a huge piece that we have to incorporate into our wellness journey. And I mean, you said it on the podcast, Renee, but his, his talk at biohacking Congress really did disrupt the space when everyone else is talking about hacks and devices and keto, like this is really what we need. They have to focus on mindset and he has some really, really practical tools to get you there. And he obviously is getting amazing results with his clients. So um, one of those conversations that could have just gone on forever. I feel like we say that a lot, but Truly, I just felt like it was less of an interview and more just like a really fun, interesting conversation and someone that we could talk to all day long. So um, yeah. I appreciate his energy and his presence so much. Yeah, we basically hung out for an hour and hit record. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was so much fun. Awesome. So Joel Evan is a health coach and integrative health practitioner that helps his clients get to the root cause of their issues, whether it's weight loss, gut health, or even something more serious like autoimmune conditions so that they can start living the best version of themselves. Joel is also the host of the Hacked Life podcast, where he's had the chance to sit down with some of the leading health experts in the world, such as Dave Asprey, Dr. Mindy Pels, and Dr. John Jayquish. His motto is live healthy, live happy. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and bring Joel on. Joel Evan, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. How's it going? Great to be on. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is serendipitous. I mean, you know, we, we connected what, uh, this March last, yeah, this March, this March, 2021, right. I don't even know what year it is. I know. Right. Right. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, so it's great. It's great to, uh, to see you again. Yeah, you too. I know we've been trying to get you on the show for 
uh, nine months now. So this is a really big day. We're super excited to have you. And um, just on that note, it's not that I'm like super booked and super important. It's that uh, I moved out of state and there's just a lot of things going on. So it was just coordination. So that was, that's all I know. You weren't, you weren't ignoring yeah, us. I wasn't ignoring you at all. Yeah. <laughs> we won't take it personally. Um, yeah. So actually, so Joel and I met at the biohacking Congress in March, 2020. And I have to say, Joel, I, I, I had never heard you speak before. And when you got up on stage, I was really blown away by what you were talking about because for two days, we were listening to people talk about, you know, keto and fasting and red lights and uh, all these different technologies. And you get up and you're talking about like mindset and limiting beliefs. And I'm like, yes, like I am so drawn to this. This is awesome. Um, I felt like you were kind of like disrupting the space a little bit, but I think everyone just thoroughly enjoyed your, your talk. So um, thank you for that. And I think, on that topic of mindset, let's kick off with that. Like why, I mean, Lauren and I are totally on board with mindset being probably the missing piece for a lot of people, but why do you feel like that's such a big piece for people that are struggling, you know, maybe to lose weight or overcome some kind of health condition? Yeah. So great stuff. I mean, and and when you think back to the conference, right, it's like, there's so many great experts. Like we have Ben Azadi, Sean Wells, there's just so many, Dr. Mindy Pellis. I mean, we go on and on like these guys, they're amazing at nutrition diet, they'll blow me out of the water. And it's like, when I was thinking about what to talk about, there's just so many things, but it's like, really what I was saying at the conference was, and I, and I think as biohackers, you know, if we can talk about that, we are constantly going from hack to hack, to hack, to hack, looking for the next hack, looking for the next. And I'm like, you don't need another hack. Like stop looking for another hack. Like you have everything you need right here right now. And it's just really the power of your mind. So that was like the whole basis of my speech. And I think it tied in nicely just with the whole pandemic, because there's a lot of limiting beliefs going on right now, right? With just um, variants and all these other things. So what I, and just to give people like kind of recap that weren't there, if you believe, if you have a concept in your head that I'm going to get sick when I go outside because this virus or whatever's on a package or when I'm next to Renee or Lauren and they're breathing on me, let's look at this, right? Think about a couple of years ago when somebody sneezed, you would say, oh my God, God bless you. If you sneeze now next to somebody, people are running away from like, what is your problem? Yeah, <laughs> so, there's no sneezing in public anymore. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's people are getting angry and I, like, what is wrong with you? Like, put on your mask, right? So if you believe you need a mask or whatever, and this is not to throw shade on that, but it's just the idea, the idea in your head, if you believe that, then you probably will get sick. You'll get sick from the next variant and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I've been going two years. I've been, I've been sick once. Now, that's not to say that I won't, but it's just, that's the way I look at life. My mindset is I'm, I'm, my, my health is perfect and I'm, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm in perfect health. So that's just to kind of recap, yeah, kind of my speech and what we were talking about. Now, you want to talk about mindset and just weight loss or yeah, just mindset. Why I think mindset was so important. Sorry. I kind of forgot your question. Yeah. Why don't we kick off with weight loss? Because that is a super common thing. Everyone always wants to lose weight. Right. And especially with the new years coming up. Um, well, I apologize by the time this episode comes out, it'll yeah. be end of January. So new year's resolutions might be kind of flying out the window when this comes out. Um, so yeah, what's going on with mindset and weight loss. Here's the big thing, right? I, I'm on a ton of calls every day with clients and new clients. And I always am asking them like, Hey, what were you doing before? I'll give you an example. I was just on a call with a guy the other day and we were talking uh, about, uh, he was going from like Instagram trainer to, to trainer and whatever and, and fitness and stuff. And 
I'm like, okay, great. Like, so how much weight are you trying to lose? Trying to lose like 30 pounds. Okay. Awesome. Um, you know, and I told him like a lot about my program, uh, cause I coach a lot of people with weight loss is based on mindset. And he said, Oh, what is that? Like talk therapy or something like that? <laughs> I'm like talk therapy. I'm like, let me ask you something. You've been trying to lose weight for 30, for, for two years going from Instagram trainer to Instagram trainer. So clearly it isn't exercise. Clearly it isn't your nutrition. There's something else missing. I always tell people like, if it was just about calories in, calories out, and exercise, then everybody would be doing it. You wouldn't go from one diet and then backslide to the next. So there's something else going on. There's a missing component. And so that is why mindset is so powerful. And it's one of like the crucibles that I talk about in my program. It's not only that I talk about, of course, I talk about exercise and nutrition. But when it comes to mindset or when it comes to just weight loss and in general and health, again, it goes back to what is your belief? What is what are the underlying beliefs? What are your limiting beliefs? Do you believe that you're someone healthy? Do you believe that? Imagine some of these people that need to lose like a hundred pounds. Like, do you really even believe it? I ask them that. Like, do you really believe you could lose a hundred pounds in a year? It's like, of course, the answer is logically yes, but yes, but no, there's no but. Like, it, is it going to happen or not? Like, do you really believe it? Do you believe that you're genetically inclined to obesity or type two diabetes? Do you believe you're going to age gracefully? Do you believe you won't age or you'll die before your parents? These are all the ideas and these underlying beliefs that are playing in the background of our subconscious and that people are just not aware of. I think an important fact to note is that like 95% of our brain is based on subconscious thoughts. Like the other 5% is like actual logic. And I think all of us like to think that we're super logical creatures. Oh yeah, like when I made this decision to buy this, like it was very logical. I thought about it this way, that way, this way, right? It's like, no, you based it. It was all on emotion. <laughs> but we like post hoc justify it through, you right. know, some kind of logic and reason. So I think people just need to be aware of these things. And then a lot of my program will talk about, you know, reprogramming the subconscious and reprogramming some of those limiting beliefs so that you can go out and start living your higher self. And do most of those beliefs start in childhood? Or are they kind of happening all the time? Yeah. Great question. I, I think so. I think, you know, there's a lot of neuroscience and stuff to suggest that from zero to seven, you know, years of age, we take on, you know, this persona, the, this is like kind of our personality is kind of built in that time frame. So, you know, kids in those, in that age range, they're in this like theta state where their brain is like a sponge is absorbing everything. And so we are taking that in. And then that really becomes who we are. I like to say later on in life. So Joel at 39 years old, um, I'll say this often. It's like, who's showing up right now? Is this 39 year old Joel or is this seven year old Joel who's feeling hurt, who's feeling abandoned, who's feeling like his self-worth has been attacked. So who's showing up, right? Because there's times. And, and so, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of these beliefs stem from early childhood and then we just carry them out into our adult, adult lives. For sure. Now, there's no doubt that the brain, we know that the neurons that wire together, fire together, and that people can change. But in just in general, I think that's just a general good kind of concept. Like, yeah, during these time frames, zero to seven, that's probably a good time where you took on some persona and that became who you were later. So yeah. in your work, do you find that you kind of have to like go in the back door and be sneaky about this work? Because a lot of people are really resistant to that. They come and they're like, nope, we're doing nutrition. We're doing exercise. You are not going to get to know me on that level. <laughs> so how do you either break someone down and introduce that concept? Or do you feel like you, you're kind of sneaky ninja style about it? 
<laughs> yeah, I got to dress up like a ninja. I got to come out the back door. But, um, so, I mean, we talk about it, obviously, like, hey, this is, this is going to be part of the program. I will say this over and over again. The people, when we show up on some of the first calls, the people are pleasantly surprised. They are like very confused. Everyone's like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm ready to start this program off. Give me the nutrition advice. Give me the exercise program. And I'm just going to do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on. We're going to pump the brakes here. We're going to actually do this. And so I'm not sneaky about it, but I, th- I think, uh, I think people are, you know, genuinely like they're, it's unexpected. It's like, oh, wow. As we go through the program, wow. They start to realize how much the mindset how much that was coming up. And it starts to layer and layer over, over the weeks as we start to do the coaching together. So it's not sneaky, but I, I think one of the big things also that takes people off guard and really just under, for them, they realize this is a completely different coaching experience than probably the average you know, fitness coach or personal trainer, especially on the online sense, right? I, I just know that a lot of trainers, they'll just like send workout programs and that's kind of it and then check in or whatever, look at your photos. Um, Oh, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not saying there's anything bad with that. Right. Like there, there's obviously some really good stuff to that. So I hired a coach and like, just so everybody knows, like I hired a coach going to 2022 because I want to be at the peak of my level. And that's like some of the things that this coach does. I know what I'm getting and I, and I want that. Okay. So it's fine. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I would say like what we, what we do, like, I think just anchoring, like some of the first things I'll do a lot of people with is just breath work. And again, I think that's just, whoa, it's like, this is different. I wasn't expecting this. So maybe that's my, like, maybe some of the, the breath work that we do, like a grounding. I do a lot of intentional kind of grounding exercise before any uh, coaching session. And I think that alone just kind of throws people off like, whoa, okay. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. yeah I think that's a super accessible tool. Renee and I were just talking about that yesterday about how breath work really has kind of risen in popularity. And I think it's probably because it's an alternative to meditation, not that it takes the place of meditation, but it's something that's easier for the average person to drop into quickly and has a profound effect on the nervous system. Even if it's just before you sit down to eat, like bringing the nervous system into a state of rest and digest. And I think so many people have this narrative that they can't meditate. It's hard, but you can breathe and you can certainly commit to just taking a few deep breaths. So I love that. You feel like that's step one. And then I don't know. Can you give away some more secrets? <laughs> as far as I'll give you all my secrets. What uh, What do you want to know in terms of just like uh, you talking about mindset specifically? Like how I just kind of I, I want to be clear. I'm answering the question right. I'm not even sure if I have a clear question. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think mindset is so complex. Sometimes a big part of the process, I think, is just resetting beliefs that we have about food because we've been conditioned to think all the wrong things, and maybe some of that comes from you know food and drug industry teaching us, you know, ways of eating that, that produces profits, not necessarily as personalized to our body. We really believe in personalization. I know you do too. So maybe can you discuss how mindset can drop you into a personalized way of, of health? Yeah. So, okay. So a couple of things, one, so I just actually wrote an article for women, um, women fitness, sorry, if I womenfitness.org, and we were talking about uh, habits, right? Starting off the new year, kicking off habits. And I said, here's the deal. Your reality, your, your reality is just a reflection of based on your concepts. Like just let that sink in. Like your whole entire reality is just a reflection of your concepts. Mm-hmm. So if you think here's a, here's a great one. I'll ask you both this question. Do you deserve to be wealthy? Absolutely. Hell yes. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay. Both of you said, hell yes. But like, no, do you like, do you really believe like you deserve to be wealthy? Like, like Lauren, do you believe like you deserve to be wealthy? Yes. No, no buts. No, yes, but you're hundred percent on board of like, yeah, like I deserve to be wealthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. But I know where you're going. Most people would have a butt. Yeah, I everybody has it. a heard it. Well, yeah, and and you you guys are both more advanced. Renee, you say the same thing. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, or? but I, I will say I think I think Lauren and I have a good mindset in that realm because you of do. our parents. Our parents kind of instilled that in us since we were kids. But like, I definitely watch friends of mine that struggle with that. And one of my friends, she said, "I don't want to ever be rich." <laughs> and I said, "What? What do you mean?" She says. Well, rich people are rude. They're mean. They're they're not compassionate. And I said, but what if you were a billionaire and then you could help millions of people around the world with your money? And she was like, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think she thought that since she was a kid that rich people are bad people. Yeah. So that there you certainly go. Is the narrative, or it's like aliens in the health space. Like, am I really helping people if I'm after money? Right. Like what is yeah, truly the I'm motivation? Charging. And, and so many people believe like I have to be a martyr to actually really help people. So I can see how that would be really common. 100%. And I am the biggest martyr of them all. I'm a people pleaser. I don't know if yeah. any, are, are you guys people pleasers? <laughs> yeah. A little, like, bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And so I'm the same way. Like I will bleed. I'll, I'll be on it. Like even, even this year, I have some uh, close friends and stuff. And their health was going down and I bankrolled them and paid for their, their supplements with my cash. This is expensive stuff. There's like a thousand dollars of stuff. Like I don't necessarily have all this money running around, but I was that much in my soul that I want to help these people. And sometimes that gets the best of me too. Right. Like, cause I'm like, I just really want to help these people. But yeah, I mean that idea, that question, right. Do you deserve to be wealthy? Like when I ask it a hundred percent of the time, the answer is always yes. Uh, but, and I'm like, no, 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 there's no, but like, where's this, but coming from everything you beautifully, you guys both, both beautifully said was it's, you know, oh, money is evil money. You know, well, I, I, I don't want to make too much. And, and you beautifully said it, like it only amplifies the good. If you're a good person, it's just going to amplify more of what you do. But again, if you have this concept, well, money is, you know, here's, here's another concept with money you know, yeah, but in order to be rich, like I'd have to work like so many hours a week, like 60 hours, 80 hours. And I'm like, says who, like who, who said that? What if it were easy? Yeah. What if, what if I just mentioned that book to a client? That's amazing. Yeah. I said, what if it looked, what if it were easy? Like, you know, you guys see my, my little boy, he just got home. Um, so yeah, what, what if it were easy? That's a great question to ask clients too. Like, what would it, what would this look like if it were easy? You know, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's a big one. I, and I know you wanted, um, you wanted like, Hey, give me some of the secret sauce. First of all, I don't have any secret sauce, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give your audience like a really, really good exercise that I think can be a huge thing for just breaking beliefs and like really reframing a lot uh, of these old beliefs and really help start reprogramming some new beliefs. And this exercise I've seen done, I didn't invent it. And it's, it's just tried and true as far as like what it can do to open up the possibility and start stimulating some really new ideas. And that is to do your perfect day or ideal day exercise. Have you guys done this yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Of course you have the biohacker babes. Yeah. So this is, this is an exercise where I like to let people just run wild. Like, Hey, I want you to write out your day. Like what is your perfect day? Especially with money. There is no limit to money. Like how much money do you think you're going to be making? Are you a millionaire? Like, what does that look like? Where are you located? Are you on a beach? Do you wake up to an alarm? Like, what does this day look like? Start with me from the morning to the end. Who do you wake up to? What do they smell like in the morning? Like, guess what? You know what a crazy realization for a lot of people is? Like, oh my God, the person that I'm waking up to right now is not the person I want to wake up to. Like, yeah, there's some scary stuff. I didn't, I didn't swear. I didn't know if I could swear on this podcast. Yeah, there's some scary stuff that you might come to uh, a realization to. This, this might shake up some things in you. And then, you know, go throughout your day. Then lunchtime, like where are you eating? Are you cooking? Do you have your kids around? What does this look like? When do you exercise? Do you go down to the beach and meditate? Where, where are, you know, and then just cruise through the day, get, get into dinner time. What does that look like? What is your evening ritual? And what we really see in, in clients and everyone that does this exercise, they see like, wow, like, this is my ideal perfect day and I'm living here in this reality. And why I always ask, why are they so far apart? Why? Mm -hmm. And how do we start bridging them a lot closer together? And most people will start to realize, Oh my God, like the reason they're so far apart is because I've been living someone else's belief or someone else's ideas. Like you're in this job that you work 40 hours a week that you're just slaving over and I'm like, is that what you want to do? And they're like, well, no, no, but I have to because like I got to pay the bills. I'm like, who said you had to? It's like, it's like snaps people out. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you don't have to do this. And so just that little exercise and those ideas and some of that coaching, you start to go, okay, wow, let's shrink that. Let's shrink that gap and make it, you know, that's a huge one. Yeah, that's yeah. really great. I don't know if this is your experience, but I've found that that gap really is present with women because there is this sense of responsibility for showing up in a certain way, especially in, in our culture that is very masculine in its energy with technology forward motion, where there's not a lot of time for reflection, introspection, creativity, like within that container. And so a lot of women, they don't even go there. I am remembering, remembering your fireflies um, analogy at your talk about hacking Congress. If the ceiling the is here, like, of course, why yeah. would you leave the jar? Like it's here. And a lot of these women, they're like, they don't even ever see out of the jar because they feel so responsible one for like taking care of everyone, but themselves. And so how do we open up that jar and recondition when at least from like a feminine perspective, there's like this, it's almost like an ancient energy that tells mm-hmm. us that we are so responsible. Does it make sense? Women, first of all, women are way stronger than men. I'm going to say it right now on your podcast. I haven't said this anywhere else. I love coaching women way more than I do men. Do you know why? Because women actually execute. They don't make excuses. They don't complain. And they just do the damn thing. And they do it all out. I'm sorry, guys. I love you. But you make all these kinds of excuses and stuff. And women, when I coach them, they just do what they're told. And they make it happen. And I love that. That's true. But I think it's twofold. Like there can be some stubbornness and uh, some rigidity because they're afraid to break those boundaries and those self-limiting beliefs. But yeah, checklist done. They did it. The men are like, oh yeah, I remember <laughs> you told me to do that. <laughs> what checklist? Yeah. What checklist? Yeah. I, that sounds like me actually right now. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Oh, I was going to say one another thing about mindset. Really recently, a family member 
uh, was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And I was checking in with her and she says, I can't stop thinking about the cancer growing inside mm. of me. Yeah. And I said, you got to get rid of that. I said, imagine these little like army soldiers in there and they're like fighting it off. They're your immune system. Um, they're going to battle for you. And that the light switch like went off for her. She was like, yes. And that she even went and told her oncologist about that. And the oncologist was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, she's like, and I think she's doing much better now with that, just that one shift in perspective. And hopefully that will help her long-term, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people feel that way being ill, cold, flu, COVID. They're like, oh, I'm sick. Instead of thinking, oh, I'm like, I'm getting an update. Like my body is getting stronger and adapting because yeah. of this. But we're taught that like sick is bad. That's really funny you say that. I have a good friend who's a health coach and he just got uh, this virus that's going through the valley out here. It's called RSV. I'd never heard of it. I don't know if you, it's like respiratory mm-hmm. um, something virus. And he, he hasn't been sick in like many, many years. He's a really high level health coach. So he knows his stuff. Like me giving an advice would be a joke, but I, I told him, I was like, dude, like you're sick. Like, uh, come on, man. Like I'll come over to your house and we'll do some like rectal ozone together. Like I have a machine. Um, like I got my newbie, I'll put you in a parasympathetic state. I'll do a master reset on you. Like all this stuff. Right. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want any of that stuff, dude. He's like, I know what you do and I don't need that. And I'm like, what? And he, he said, I need to feel this. He said, it, it's good to be this way. It's humbling to be sick. Guy blew my mind. Oh. Like, that's why he's at the top of his game. Like, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's humbling so is a good word for it. Yeah. He was sick for like five days and then, you know, he, but he couldn't sleep. I mean, he was getting like four hours of sleep because the, at night he was all backlogged. Anyways, I was like, come yeah. on, we can, we can work this out. We can hack it. He's like, <laughs> I, don't want I mean, it sucks to be sick. It's uncomfortable, but I think a lot of our, you know, our society tries so hard to not be uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. The comfort thing. I mean, thing. you have, you have amazing tools. So like neither situation was incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a balance, right? There's a balance to everything. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of the new fit. So we had Rich on the podcast back in 2019 to talk a little bit more about that, but I'm curious, how are you using that as far as, I don't know, is it a mindset thing? Is it overcoming pain, weight loss? Like what's the link there? Yeah. So a couple of things. Well, so one, a couple of big changes, like I alluded to early on, uh, why I prolonged this amazing podcast was because of the move. So I just moved to a new state. So I'm kind of building up my clientele there with the new fit. Now, having said that, you know, just recently I've been treating a lot of just people throughout the neighborhood and just neighbors and just, you know, wanting to influence and impact my community that way. So a couple of things that I've been doing with the new fit and Lauren, you can speak on this as well because you're a practitioner, but uh, I've been really just kind of messing around with FSM, right? Frequency specific microcurrent. And let me just backtrack there. So everybody, I guess you've had Rich on. So Rich is, he's probably well-versed in explaining the new fit and the new, the newbie tech, but essentially it's an, it's a DC current using electric stim stimulation for physical therapy. And really the way I like to think about it is our nervous system is the governor for like pain and especially chronic pain. And our brain can get in these pain states and think that we're injured or there's trauma there and prevent us from unlocking our potential and doing what we're supposed to be doing. And so the newbie using the DC current, we are a direct current. We are DC. Our bodies are electric. It changes the input to the brain and the body so that now those governors are released 
and the body can now move freely and be pain-free. So that's how it works. But some of the other cool things that you can do with it is this idea, again, a FSM frequency-specific microcurrent, which is the body, there's a lot of research in one of these books behind me, there's a book called The Resonance Effect by, and I can't remember her name. It's like, I think, Debran Mackin. And uh, you check it out. She has, if you look up FSM, Deborah McCack, she's got all kinds of stuff, but the resonance effect is the name of the book. And she talks about how each organ is at a certain Hertz or like electrical signal, right? So the liver or the lungs, for example, is like 17, like that's the frequency. And so if you had some upper respiratory virus or something, you could tune in the body with certain frequencies. So I'll give you an example of how this works. So my mother-in-law who was just visiting us recently, she has trigger finger. So the tendons in her fingers will sometimes get locked. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen that. So she'll try to move her finger a certain way and it'll just get locked into position. That's why they call it trigger finger. And so she has to like, she can't, she'll get like this, she can't bend it, right? So I put the pads in a certain direction. Now, typical, like in a typical new fit or newbie kind of session, I would map her body, scan the body, look for hot spots, spots that are not uh, firing correctly. And then I would put pads there put the current into those pads, change the input, and then people get all better. So for this, I tried something a little bit different using FSM. So I did things like I, I put the pads in a certain direction and then I tied in frequencies specifically for the tendons, the ligaments, the connective tissue, the fascia, the muscles. And then I ran through other frequencies such as congestion, inflammation, decreased inflammation, you know, remove trauma. So it's really interesting because I haven't done too much of that and you have to really rely on the patient and the patient will usually feel heat or relaxation. And so I asked her, I'm like, well, what do you feel? So the cool thing is this, when I was going through the frequencies, like let's say muscle, she didn't feel anything. She's like, yeah, it does. I mean, I feel the current, but it's not doing anything. When I got to tendons, all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, I feel heat in my hand. So it's pretty neat. So you could, wow. so we, we, we worked on that and um, got a lot of change just from that. So in some of those sessions- wow. Be like 20 minutes. So it's kind of cool. So it sounds like so it's cool. an added diagnostic on top of the, the mapping that you do initially, which I think is a huge missing piece in a lot of physical rehabilitation or fitness. We're not getting the diagnostic, right? We're not uncovering the root cause. We're just going in and like putting more <laughs> inputs in. So yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Everything's root cause. I mean, for us, our, the language that all three of us are speaking is root cause, but yes, in general, oh, yeah. it's not. It's like, just give the, give somebody some cortisone shots. Right. And then call me in a year when you need surgery. Cause you didn't get any better. Yeah. Money, money, money. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. All about the root cause. So I know you also work with a lot of autoimmune conditions, which I would imagine has a lot of root cause, you know, concerns. What yep. are, what have you been seeing and are you seeing any kind of like uptick in autoimmune the last two years? What's up biohackers? Happy new year. We wanted to interrupt today's show to tell you about a next level wellness drink that we've been sipping on this past year. It's available in a quick and easy shot or in a powdered stick that easily mixes in water. The powder is my personal favorite, and that's what I'm sipping on at the moment. But either way, it's simple and easy when you're on the go. And let's face it, we're on the go a lot, and our bodies need extra support against all of the daily stressors like work, exercise, partying, you name it. And this is where Coast comes in because it helps flush out toxins, replenish lost nutrients, and repair our cells. 
Yeah, it is so awesome that it combines so many cutting edge ingredients into one drink, like an NAD plus precursor, antioxidants, vitamins, and amino acids. We love drinking it a few times a week, either post-workout or to prepare or recover from drinking alcohol. In a nutshell, it helps flush out the bad stuff and put more of the good stuff back in. Plus, there's no sugar, no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. Yeah, and it's actually the first advanced wellness shot created by a cancer researcher using real science designed to keep you healthy and feeling great. So we love it so much. And if you're curious and you want to check it out, go over to coastdrink.com and we'll put that link in the show notes for today's episode and you can learn more about it. And make sure you use code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 15%. So I wouldn't say I have seen necessarily an uptick Okay. I have seen an uptick in my life because I'm actually like really honed in on it now. So I'm, I'm hyper aware. It's like that reticular activating system, right? Like I'm hyper aware, like noticing where people, oh, wow. Like you have MS, you have this. First of all, guys, I just want to say, I don't believe in any disease. Like, I mean, I think that's just, I think that's just a term that the Western doctor came up with because they can't figure it out. So they label people things like MS, fibromyalgia. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like think about something like fibromyalgia. Like if you break down the word, it's like fibro, like meaning muscle, myalgia, meaning like inflammation. You went to the doctor, the doctor told you have fibromyalgia. He told you back that you have muscle pain. Oh my God, you left the doctor's office. Like I have muscle pain. Yes, I have. (laughs) He told you what you already knew or IBS. You have IBS. You will never be, you'll be sick for the rest of your life. He told you who you have, you have, you walked in the doctor's office with, with pain in your, you know, your bowels, irritable bowel syndrome. The doctor told you what you already knew. You have irritable bowel syndrome. And then you walked out. And now you're like, oh my God, this is what I have for the rest of my life. It's like, it's not true. <laughs> There's so many root cause issues. Right. And so that's yeah. again, going back to beliefs, mindset, right? You guys well, such a on- sentencing. Yeah. Like sentence to that for life. And it like locks yeah. it in. Yeah. And Ugh. people believe it. And it's just sad. I mean, and, and it's our job, you know, the three of us, it's our job to start reprogramming those beliefs and start saying, no, 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 no. Here's how we're going to, we're going to work this. So, um, yeah. So something I've really gotten into the last probably six months has been, you know, working with people with autoimmune or just even gut health issues. And so things like H pylori, candida, yeast overgrowth, parasites, I'm starting now to also to work with a lot of Lyme patients. And it's interesting. A lot of Lyme patients that I have have weight loss issues. So it's really interesting how this kind of cross connection comes about. It's really serendipitous because I don't like to really just label myself as the weight loss coach, although I'm happy to do it because I love it. Because I think when you look at, look, look at the numbers of the pandemic, like 70% of people that were affected by this thing had had uh, obesity. We're obese. So like, what a great way to like really start influencing people. You have to do it like at this metabolic level. So I love that. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm starting to now work with some autoimmune pa- patients, people with mold and a Lyme and some of these other things like MS. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think what I'll say is like one of the big, I think misnomers or just, I think what people don't really understand very well is that parasites are a huge issue. And they're not, they're not addressed. I think, I think we like to, especially as you, you know, people from the United States or America that we like to think like, oh, parasites, like, pff, you only get that. Like if you go to Mexico, or you go to some like other country, right? but it's like, we are an international country. Like, first of all, people come from all over the place. 
you were just telling me about a trip that you were about to go on that you canceled, but still you were going to go international, right? Like we go across, we go to all these places. So, um, I think that's a huge stealth infection that people are just not aware of. And I think that is probably one of the biggest underlying cases for causing like autoimmunity. Then from there, that spawns off to all these other things that we know and we call Lyme, mold, all these other things. But I think parasites is just a real root cause issue. So we talk about root cause, like that's one that needs to get addressed, right? And then of course, heavy toxic metals and stuff like that. But you got to get all these things out or you're going to be sick. Are you testing for parasites or are you just like pretty much assuming everyone needs? Yeah, no, I am testing. I'm going to give you guys the quick test. You guys ready? So do me a favor. This is how you're going to test for parasites. You're going to take your two fingers here and you're just going to put it up to your right here, your carotid artery on your neck. And just tell me if you feel you have a pulse. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay, you have parasites. There you go. I just saved you $500 <laughs> are you on human? a gut test. Yes, are you human? You just saved yourself $500 on a gut test. And uh, now you can, you can thank me for that and just start running a parasite protocol. <laughs> well, so I'm curious... I mean, there are thought leaders out there. I'm just going to throw out a name, like someone yeah. like Paul Check, that believes that parasites show up as a way to heal something else. So yes, I totally believe that stealth infections yeah. are a root cause, but he's almost proposing the idea that there is something even underneath that. And that we, I mean, parasites are everywhere, but really yeah. like if you're doing the eye map, it shows up if it's totally overgrown, like we're looking for outliers. So yeah. What's your response to that is like, we all have them. Like, how do we really know if it's posing a problem or if there's something that we need to look underneath of that? Yeah. I I mean, everyone's an individual, right? First of all, Paul checks the man. Like, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Like that guy knows his stuff. You're a check practitioner too. So like, I mean, yeah, I I have not, first of all, I've never met a bad check practitioner. Like, like, (laughs) like, that guy is a legend and knows his stuff. Legend. And yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just super intuitive too, right? Like he's a guy that could probably just look at you and be like, you have this, you should start doing this. Yeah. I mean, that guy's amazing. So yeah. So I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't, I would definitely not argue with Paul. He's the man. Um, and I think there's, yeah, I think, right. We see that even like in the animals and the whales and stuff like in other mammals, like there's some symbiotic relationship with some of these parasites. Obviously if you have autoimmune conditions or, you have, I mean, let's face it, if you have things like leaky gut and you have symptoms, um, you know, you, you're having sleep issues, you're having, I don't know, you name it. There's, my guess is there's probably a parasite at some root cause level, right? Causing that. The interesting thing yeah. too about parasites that I learned that is you can't, a lot of us, again, want to detox like heavy metals, but you can't necessarily do that because parasites are sponges for toxic metals. So you need to do parasites first, mm-hmm. then work your way to toxic metals. And then mm-hmm. the last thing right. I'll say too, right. is I think a big thing that we overlook, even as health coaches, I know I will overlook it because it's just so prevalent. And so we don't really think about it is glyphosate. I mean, we know it like Roundup glyphosate, like that's a problem, but it's like, are we detoxing for that? It's like, you can't get around it. I just moved to Idaho. Guess what? Sugar beets. I live near a sugar beet factory, by the way. They're oh, like wow. the most heavily sprayed crop. I found out with glyphosate. Yeah. That's well, that's yeah. in the air that we breathe and everything. So I think the big thing going on for most people, and you guys coach a lot of people and as well, is that I think people, uh, I'll bring up this term detox or drainage. Like I think it's really important, even in like a weight loss program. Guess what? I do a functional medicine detox. Now, first of all, this is not a juice cleanse. 
because that's not detoxing anything. I want people, this is an herbal life. I'm not doing any of these like, like scams or anything. This is a function. I, I work through a functional medicine doctor. So like, this is like legit. Okay. This, but this is not any of those things. Just remember juice cleanses all day. They're great because you're not, you're saving your digestion, right? And you're getting all these micronutrients. They're beautiful, but they're not detoxing you. Let's, let's make no mistake about it. Yeah. So I <laughs> do, yeah, I do a functional medicine detox with folks because I believe, and I see it with all my clients and they see, I see in the results they get that we're just toxic people. Like we've been being bombarded. Actually, there was an article written. We've been bombarded by like 86,000 man-made chemicals a day, uh, a year, like new ones every year. The stat a while ago was like 77,000. So it's just increasing. So people just don't realize how often our rain barrel is being filled up with toxins. And then on top of that, you mentioned it earlier, stress, financial stress, pandemic stress, marriage, kids, you put all that in, guess what? The rain barrel overflows and now you're sick. Mm-hmm. So I think detoxing and especially working on the liver is really, really huge. And, and I see a lot of good results with doing that as well for people. Hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that you put detoxification so high up for weight loss patients. Cause I do think that's another huge missing link. I mean, if our fat cells are storing all these toxins, you know, I mean, how else are you going to get by that? So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh boy. If you could say the top five reasons people struggle to lose weight. And I mean, you can include mindset, inability to detox. You can throw those in there, but if you had to rank top five, what would you say? Top five reasons why people cannot lose weight. Yes. Okay. Well, number one is for sure mindset. Okay. Like they just, they don't even, you know, they don't, they don't believe it's possible. If you ask most people about, Hey, why haven't you, how long have you been trying to lose weight all my life? Five years, 10 years. What's your biggest problem? Consistency, commitment, accountability, values, clarity, all mindset. So mm-hmm. yeah, number one, for sure, mindset. Uh, number two, I would say, uh, I'm just going to go down my, I'm just going to go down the list in no particular order since you did put me in the hot seat. I'm going to say detox. Yeah. Got to detox the liver. I think, you know, when we detox the liver, it just helps so much with, with hormones. It helps regulate uh, cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So if cortisol is high, you're going to be holding on to weight. Yeah, that is bar none, a huge factor. And if that's causing low-grade inflammation, right, then we see that I've seen so many clients after doing a functional medicine detox no longer have certain food sensitivities, which is also more inflammation, right? And so balancing your body and putting into homeostasis can be huge. So detox. I think most people, then three, I'm going to say they're just working out wrong. I know you guys have interviewed some, some top people. Like, why are people doing cardio? Like, let's be honest. Like, the Chronic research cardio. shows it. Yeah, the research shows it. Like, you're doing cardio. Like, good for you if you love it. I want you to continue to do it because it makes you happy. But it's not helping you lose weight, right? It's just, help, it's just increasing cortisol and helping you soar fat. So mm-hmm. I think um, just ineffective workouts. And I think going along the lines, the belief that they have to... I, I try to, I share stories on Instagram all the time. I'm like, oh, look at me um, working out 10 minutes a day, doing my X3 bar or doing something. Sometimes I don't do X3 bar, um, which Dr. John Jaquish, you know, you can check out him. He's been on numerous podcasts. He was on your guys' podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. we had him yeah. on a couple couple months ago. Yeah, yeah so I, I love the X3 bar. Yeah. And I so, saw you doing, I saw you doing burpees in the snow yesterday on Instagram. Where yeah, else should some, you do burpees? <laughs> <laughs> I took it. So I didn't have snow in California. So I, I was taking advantage of the snow. I'm like, okay, you mentioned being uncomfortable. I was like, 
I hate the cold, so I'm going to be uncomfortable a little bit here. Love it. So I think, um, I think detox, <laughs> I think like, okay, thanks. I'll come out and eat. Okay. <laughs> so I think detox, oh, taking care of you. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> detox is, uh, so, okay. So we, we got mindset, we got detox, we got ineffective exercise. And again, I think people are spending too much time. I have, I had a client just the other day, I was talking to him. I'm like, Hey, how many times are we going to get into the gym this week? He has a gym. He, he can't. And so he wants, he doesn't have like a lot of free weights and stuff like I do at the house. So I said, what are you going to like, what are you going to commit to? Oh, I, I, I don't know. No, no. What I mean, what do you, what do you mean? You don't know? Like I, you can, you can do exercise snacking. You can do, you can just get up. You can every five minutes on the hour, you can grease the groove, right? Like, um, every hour do like 10 pull-ups or whatever. There's so many things you can do. It doesn't have to be hard, but again, we make it hard. So, uh, make exercise great again. Just do it, do it effectively. Right. So, uh, (laughs) exercising, yeah. Exercising that way. I would say the fourth thing I'm going to say is sleep. I mean, people just don't prioritize sleep and I'm one of those people. (laughs) Oh no. I, I, see, I, huh? I, I've actually done a lot better. I've actually done a lot better, but I'm one of those people who had the mindset, like I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like I don't, I don't need sleep. And we just see it like hormones, like leptin and ghrelin get completely thrown off. Leptin is like your satiety hormone. And so you don't feel satiated after a meal. And so then you're going to overeat when you don't sleep, right? Your prefrontal cortex, the executive decision part of your brain gets turned off when you're not sleeping enough. And so what happens? Why do we think we crave carbs and like we just eat a bag of whatever's chips or whatever is going in our, we just run through it. Yeah. Because our brain it's, it, there's a reason it's not just emotional and stuff, but your brain is literally mm-hmm. is like offline. So yeah. getting proper sleep, anybody that's read, I always quote this Matthew Walker's book, why we sleep such a fantastic book. I remember when he came out with it and I thought, whatever, it's about sleep. And then my brother read, he's like, dude, you got to read this book. I got, okay, I'll read it blew my mind. I mean, he talks about just the differences between six hours and seven hours of sleep. I'm a six hour guy. I'm like, six hours is fine. He's like, no, it's a massive difference. Again, mind blowing. Everyone should go read that book. Mm -hmm. So I would say sleep. And then, oh boy, if I had to uh, name a fifth one, I would probably say the fifth biggest reason why people aren't losing weight can I say mindset again? No. <laughs> I would say, um, I would say they, they haven't committed. They haven't committed to like a level of mastery. Like they haven't mm-hmm. figured out a way to build the systems and the habits in place to make it easy and repeatable and make it a lifestyle right over and over again. Because again, then it goes back to, you see it all the time in your practice too. All right. I did, oh, I did keto and it got, I lost 80 pounds and then I gained it all back. I lo- I did carnivore. I lost weight and then I gained it all back. Okay. Well, clearly like your mindset was either a, the mindset wasn't in the right place or B you just didn't do the things necessary to make it the lifestyle that it needed to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just love to add, cause I know that you'll agree just the it. lack of personalization. Like everyone's just trying to do what their friend is doing or what they, I get so many clients coming to me. They're like, oh, well, the research says I'm like, but the research wasn't done on you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's like, great what's stuff right for you. Yeah. Bioindividuality. Huge. Right. Yeah. 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 And just to double down on the sleep thing, I had a client come to me who's been on Weight Watchers and same narrative. Oh, it's been an issue my whole life losing weight. Like, How much do you sleep? 
four hours. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would be a disaster. It's like, we got a I, priority list. <laughs> oof. I mean, I, I pride myself on being the sleep queen. Like that is my number one. I put that above everything else in the biohacking world. True story. But if I, for some reason, don't sleep great because whatever, I was out late with friends or whatever happened the next day I do, I crave carbs. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I like, and I'm not a carb heavy person. I'm like, why am I craving this? I will literally go meditate for 20 minutes instead of going to the kitchen. And I come back and the craving's gone. Yeah. Amazing. Like, so sleep. Yeah. I mean, ah, I was, and I was a first responder for 14 years. So I did a lot of shift work. And oh, so gosh. I know like what it's like to be like three hours, four hours of sleep. I, I get it. And like, yeah. And we see a lot of first responders obviously with health issues and obesity and stuff. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I know what it's like to be offline and craving some carbs. <laughs> did yeah, you just like fun. grin and bear it then? Were you trying to hack it or did you just kind of uh, reset once you got out of that work? No, I got enough seniority to go on to day watch and not have to deal with the crazy night. <laughs> nice. I tell anybody that's a uh, first responder though. Seriously, I do tell them. I'm like, you got to get off. You got to get off this schedule. Like it's killing you. Like we but just someone has to be on it. Someone has to be on it, but they're not my clients. <laughs> oh my! Like the, like we just look at it. I mean, look at the data for like cancer and stuff. I mean, it's. I mean, it's like let me just point to the data. Like you're dying. You're you're getting cancer by working this crazy shift. So yeah, um, that's how I feel every time I see flight attendants. I'm like, bless you. Cause you're bringing me water right now, but oh, oh yes. Terrible. Yeah. I feel bad that anyone has to do that, but a thank you to those that are yep. sacrificing for us. Um, yeah. so when did you become a biohacker? Was it during any of that? When you were, working I did actually, it was, um, so actually I credit my son for this, my firstborn, he's seven. He's going to be eight in January. So he is the reason I became a biohacker because I was acting like a new parent, which you should never do bad. Don't do that. So I was being a new parent and, uh, I was holding him for like two hours sitting in a chair while he was napping. He was on his naps. Didn't want him to wake up and cry. I wanted him to sleep peacefully. Didn't want to put him down. So I was sitting in a chair for two hours. And if you know me, I'm very goal-oriented, very go, go, go. What can I be doing? And so I'm like, I can't be sitting here this whole time for two hours, just wasting my life away. Like, this is precious. Don't get me wrong. But like, I got to be stimulating my brain or something. And so it was eight years ago that I actually found the world of podcasting. I was like, man, what are these podcasts? I figured I found Dave Asprey. I found Ben Greenfield, found Lewis Howes and stuff. And I was like, man, this is amazing. This is free content. And then Dave Asprey really just changed my life because he made me realize a different world of health that I had never heard. And I had been always into like must as a kid, I was like 18 years old in a muscle and fitness magazine. I had a subscription and always in the gym and thought I knew enough about health. And then here, this guy comes along talking about, you know, ozone up the butt. I'm like, I've never heard of this in my life. Like who are these doctors that he's interviewing? Like Dr. Rowan and stuff. I've never, hold on. And that was, that, that blew my mind. And so, yeah, I really started shifting and changing. Yeah. Like you said, I started implementing some of those things that I, I started to do. And it was interesting too, because early on, even eight years ago, like nobody was talking about this, at least, especially in my field of work, nobody was talking about meditation. Nobody was talking about, you know, using an acupressure mat to sleep, to, to get deeper sleep and stuff. I mean, nobody even knew about it. And, and I still think there's a lot of people that don't know about it. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have two more questions for you. 
I'm curious, just for like a dose of inspiration for our audience, what is your ideal day? Like, is it full of biohacks? Is it no biohacks? I'm sure it's dynamic and changing, but right now, yeah. what is it? Yeah, that's wow. You just threw that on me. Okay. So I think, um, honestly, like I'm kind of like almost living, this sounds like cheesy, but I'm kind of almost living my ideal day in a sense. I, I actually really like waking up early, like at 4 a.m. And the reason I like doing it is it makes me attuned to that idea that we were talking about of being uncomfortable and being like kind of toughening up because I'm not going to say that nobody else is doing it because obviously people are. I also go to bed at least before 10. So that helps me. Right. But when you get up at 4 a.m. every day, you tell your brain that you're the type of person who is going to continue to do that. So if, if you miss a day and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get up at uh, 4 a.m. And then you the alarm goes off and you hit the snooze button. Well, you just told your brain that you're weak, that you're a coward, and that you don't follow through. And so I like anchoring that 4 a.m. to being like, yes, this is who I say I am and I'm going to do this. So just that alone, like anchors me in. I also love to work. I'm passionate about helping people just like both of you. And so that can also be a bad thing because I don't like to like slow down at all. But I love getting on these calls. I love, I love doing what I'm like. I, an ideal day for me would be doing something like recording a podcast episode with some great people like you. It would be on a couple coaching. The only difference, so the only difference with my ideal day is it would just be a little bit less work, but it would still be impact, reaching out, connecting with people, and and changing their lives for the better, and doing some coaching calls in the morning, and then in the afternoon it would be, you know, having some time to, to spend with my kids, connect with them, play with them. And then I, yeah, I would do after lunch, I would do some kind of workout, uh, something to invigorate my body and make me feel good and stimulated and alive. And then I would, yeah, come in, have dinner and, uh, go see my, my wife. And then I can't tell you what is going to happen after that. Like that's, that's it. <laughs> that sounds like a great day. I love yeah. It. And I can't Very tell you cool. where I would be in the world. I'm really happy. I mean, like I said, I'm in Idaho right now. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, that might change one day, but uh, I can't, I'm not really mad about that. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you're a local, just like that. That's right. Local. Idaho local. Love the shirt. <laughs> I got to get up there someday. I hear it's beautiful. Please, when you do, you have a house waiting for you. Nice. Okay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, Joel, you have given so many amazing tips for our audience to start incorporating, but if we can leave everyone with one final piece of advice, something that they should prioritize starting today to optimize their health and wellness, what would that be? Easy. Without a shadow of a doubt, people need to get their mind set in order. And so I'm going to give you the, the biggest hack or whatever you want to call it. The biggest tip that they should be doing is they need to be doing daily mindset work. Here's the problem with why most mindset stuff doesn't work. People are not consistent enough. So there's not enough repetition and there's not enough emotion and they're not sitting with it long enough. So again, we all know we set goals or whatever at the beginning of the year, and then we never look at them again, or we meditate for a week. And it felt, and then if you ask anybody, they'll tell you, how did it feel? It felt great. I felt amazing. What happened to week two? I uh, just, it wasn't as impactful. I didn't feel it as much. That's a sign that you need to do it more. So go back and do more of it. So 
really the mindset work in the morning. What I do that I found extremely powerful is I have my goals written out. Some of them are financial goals tied in with the impact that I want to make in the world, tied in with affirmations. And it's all tied into one. I read that every morning and it primes my day and it lets me know who I stand for, what I'm out to do, what my mission is, who I say I am. And that primes me for anything that's going to come my way in the day. And I might actually review that multiple times in the day. I recommend everybody do that at least two to three times a day. Um, super powerful to do in the morning and at night, right? When you wake up and then at night. But I think if you had something to prime your day and something to, to look at every day saying, this is who I'm going to be. Because we all know that the day is just going to take us where it wants to take us. And you guys see it from your clients too. We see it all the time that how did that happen? How did you overeat? Why did you binge that one day? Oh, I didn't plan ahead. Or did you do your mindset work? No, because the day is going to take you where it wants to. The waves in the ocean are going to take your ship wherever it wants to go, unless you're super intentional about it. And so I know for myself, I've got to be super intentional because the brain is lazy and it likes to look for quick habits and heuristics and tricks. And so the easiest way to stop that laziness is to be priming it by looking at something that says who you are every day. So mindset work in the morning. Great advice. Ah, all right. You all heard it here first. Thank you, Joel. All right. Well, so everyone can find Joel at joelevancoaching.com and also Instagram, joelevancoaching. Definitely check him out on Instagram. Always entertaining. I love your Instagram stories, your posts. (laughs) You're always up to like so many awesome things and I can tell you're changing lives. And so thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks. And then, yeah, seriously, reach out to me on Instagram. I do all my Instagram. I don't have some VA in another country answering it. Like I do, I reach anybody. <laughs> if you reach out to me, like I, it's, it's actually me. So nice. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Joel, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And, Thank you, Lauren. Thanks. Thank you, Renee. Thanks yeah. to everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Love this episode of the biohacker babes podcast head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.